Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good morning. It is Drive Time Radio on the air, in the air, everywhere. New York Vinny hanging out with you as we usually do on our Saturday morning get-together, 8 o'clock here in the West. If you're listening back East, it is 11 o'clock in the morning or just after. And uh, we get together every Saturday morning to talk about cars, car culture. We review cars. We drive new cars, and we review them. And uh, we, we talk about, I, I guess, basically what they used to talk about when, uh, when people hung out in gas stations. You may not be... Um, old enough to remember that but there was a time when if you were into cars the gas station was the place to hang out i remember when i was a kid so many people uh guys and and girls would come to the uh, my my dad's gas station and hang out the guys would work on their cars the girls would talk to each other sometimes the girls would help out i uh i still have it emblazoned in my mind one time when my dad had his uh, Sunoco station on 43rd Street in Astoria Boulevard in Queens, um, a, a, a guy, I, I think his name was Claude, and he had a girlfriend, I don't remember her name, and, and he was trying to bleed the brakes in his 55 Chevy. And so there was nobody else around. I, you know, I was young enough that I didn't know if I reached the pedals quite yet. So he got his girlfriend to sit in the car, and he put it up on the lift. And, um, you know, when you bleed brakes, one person's under the car, and you pump the brake pedal, and you you open up the uh, the little um, outlet on the back of the brake drum, and it lets out the air that's in the brake line, so that there's no air in the lines; it's only fluid. And uh, your brakes operate perfectly. That's how it worked uh, before electric brakes and stuff like that. So, anyway, uh, Claude puts his girlfriend in the car and says, all right, th- you know, t- explains to her what he wants her to do, and he's under there. And there's a point in that process where you can't touch the brake or you have to hold the brake. You can't pump it. Otherwise, the person gets a face full of brake fluid. And I, I, I'll, as I say, I'll never forget this. I, I, I remember his girlfriend gets in the car he raises the car up on the lift and (laughs) so the first wheel she he's hollering from under the car pump the brake pump the brake and she's pumping it and then hold the brake hold the brake and she's holding it the first wheel goes all right he gets to the back of the car i guess you go in a certain order to do this gets to the back wheel of the car and she's and he's again pump the brake so she's holding the brake. Now she's, he's saying, hold the brake. She's pumping the brake. And she pumps. He has squish. And it's just, and, and Claude is covered in brake fluid. And so naturally, I mean, you know, he starts screaming at her. She's screaming back at him. She's up on the lift. She's saying, well, I'm getting there. If you can't, I'm getting out of here. She opens the door only to realize that she's, you know, seven feet off the ground. And so she's screaming and she's trying to climb out of the car and Claude is there full of brake fluid and he's trying to push her back up in the car. 
and apologize at the same time. And I think I'm like seven years old, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, wow, this is uh, this is how it goes between men and women. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was one of my first exposures to uh, to men and women and the disagreements that they can have. But. I think they got it. As a matter of fact, I think they wound up getting married, if I'm not mistaken, um, a couple of years later. But it was it was definitely some great gas station theater. I could write a book about the stuff that I saw hanging out in my dad's gas stations as I was growing up. It was some incredible, incredible characters and incredible, credible stories uh, of just um, just people. But but in the old days, people used to hang out. At gas stations, this is when most gas stations had a repair shop attached to it. Those uh, garage doors that you see at gas stations uh, didn't hide the convenience store that was back there. As a matter of fact, the only thing you could buy in a gas station usually was um, a, there was usually a cigarette machine. There was usually a candy machine. Some places had a coffee machine that you know, fifteen cents it would drop down and give you a hot coffee or some kind of fat simile thereof. Uh, many gas stations had a nut machine, which was usually uh, two of those little squares, and you put a nickel in, you turn the crank, and you got a handful of uh, ultra-salted cashews or pistachio nuts. And um, what else was there? Oh, there was a, there was a, um, a cologne vending machine, I remember, in one of the places that in, in the men's room that you would go in and you would put a whatever it was, a quarter or a nickel, I forget what it was at the time, and push the plunger and it would spray you with um, some of the worst-smelling cologne. And I'm a cologne guy. I, I like cologne. I mean, I, I, I'm one of the few people that, I, you know, I dab a little on and walk around with it. Not, not overpowering, but I want to smell good. And um, But it was just as horrible cologne that this cheapest kind of crap, and then they watered it down, I think, on top of it. But, you know, my dad probably had 12 and a half cents out of every quarter that, uh, that went in there. And on a Friday or Saturday night, you know, people would come in and use the bathroom, and you could hear that thing, that the money just dropping in that, uh, that cologne machine. So, but in those days when it was a mechanical shop and not uh, a, a convenience store, Young men in many places used to hang out in gas stations uh, as they did on street corners and different, um, you know, different places, candy stores. When you got a car, uh, the best thing you could do if you were into cars was to meet up, you know, get to know somebody that had a gas station so that it wouldn't cost you full boat every time you wanted to, to buy something to do something, you buy your object was to be able to use the lift. And then you also had a lot of teenagers that worked part-time in the gas station pumping gas. Yes, there was a time when you would pull into a gas station and a guy would come out and ask you uh, what you wanted. You'd say, fill her up, or $2, or $5 worth, or whatever. And the guy would put the gas in the, uh, in the car for you. Hey, Vinny, and pardon my interruption, but we're having a little issue with the tie line right now. I think we need to reconnect it. It sounds like the Internet's causing a little buffering. So I'm just going to throw it to a break, and we can uh, continue it off after we reconnect. Sound good? Yep. All right. 
We'll be right back. No matter how you say it. Cruce con la verde. En el medio pierde. It always means the same thing. Attraversate soltanto al segnale verde, mai nel mezzo della strada. Cross at the green, not in between. Geht darüber de gas, norden wenn es green, nicht ergeht zwischen den mitten vom block. It means cross at the corner, never in the middle of the block. Don't walk until the light turns green. Always cross at corners where motorists expect you and where you can see them. Cross at the green, not in between. In any language, it's a way of life. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Use your eyes to look up. Use your ears to hear. Walk up to the corner when the coast is clear. And wait, and wait until you see the light turn green. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. All right, sorry, we had a little technical glitch there, and I went away for a second. That's what happens when you talk about Cologne in Seattle. It, uh, you know, the, the whole thing blows up. But back with you here on Drive Time Radio, New York, Vinny, hanging out with you. Coming up, we have our uh, cartoon of the week. We're going to be giving away a JBL clip speaker. Once again, if you haven't looked on our Facebook page and seen that uh, speaker that we're giving away, it's a really nifty speaker that clips on to whatever you need it to clip onto. It's a Bluetooth speaker. It also plugs into uh, your computer if you need it to. It's ultra portable, and the sound out of it is great. We use it for the show. Uh, when Michael and I do the show during the week, we need I need a speaker here so I can hear him, and we use it all the time, and it is a great uh, speaker. And uh, we're going to give one of those away uh, this week. If you are on our Facebook uh, page at Drive Time Radio and TV, uh, you should get ready to go there. If you're not, you should jump on it at Drive Time uh, Radio and TV. You know, just search that on Facebook and you'll come up with the uh, page. But uh, a neat little prize, something for Dad on this um, as we get ready to march into... Into Father's Day here tomorrow, right? Tomorrow is Father's Day, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, always, uh, you know, always a a great day for, um, you know, those of us that, uh, oh, no, it's not tomorrow. It's it's a week from from tomorrow. Excuse me. For some reason, I thought tomorrow was Father's Day. I mixed it up. I'm sorry. Today's the 13th. And... Next week is Father's Day. This week is Flag Day. I confused the two, but in a strange way, it is Father's Day because, um, you know, uh, Father's Day, uh, Flag Day, I should say, was my parents' anniversary. So I always, uh, that's how I always remember uh, Father's Day and uh, Flag Day. So make sure you go out and fly the flag. Uh, tomorrow in its uh, proper place. It uh, is, of course, uh, something that uh, is near and dear to my heart. I love seeing the, uh, I love it when you drive down the street and you see a bunch of houses with the flag flying um, and in its proper place. Speaking about flags, uh, NASCAR with a controversial decision uh, 
to um, ban the Confederate flag from its facilities and from wearing it. If you have a a Confederate flag uh, on you or with you, or or if you're flying, it's not with you, but if you're flying it, they don't want you at their racetracks, which in any event is a bold move by NASCAR because there's a large number of their um, fans who look at that flag and, and it means something to them. And so for them, for NASCAR to alienate a number of its fans like it does, or like it, like it will with um, getting rid of that flag from its facilities, is a bold move, if nothing else. But as we have seen from many people, uh, many opinion pieces and so on and so forth, uh, one of the best being written uh, by a writer from uh, the NASCAR writer from ESPN. Um, I don't think it'll be missed by, I don't know, a lot of people. And listen, before you go with the politically correct thing, hang on a second. It is become the Confederate flag, a symbol and a, um, uh, you know, a, a, an emblem of, White supremacy. It has become an emblem and and conjures up for many people in our society a time that was that, that when a large number of people in our population did not have the same rights as other people in our population. And it also is a symbol of a country that doesn't exist anymore, that doesn't, um, that, that we beat, whose soldiers killed our soldiers. You know, we talk every Memorial Day about uh, the lives that were lost, gaining us our freedom. Well, how many of those lives were lost with a brigade of people with a Confederate flag shooting at, uh, United States soldiers. So the whole idea of the Confederate flag is always, it always has it, it, you know, there was a time when I was a kid and they had shows like Johnny Rebel and, and that kind of stuff and they used the Confederate flag, but it's never quite sat right with me. And I think in today's climate, if it offends so many people, you wouldn't put a, a, a swastika up, would you? Well, I guess some people would, but for the most part, reasonably thinking people would not put a swastika up. And if it means if it hurts such a large segment of our society, if it causes them pain, if it symbolizes something that was so horrible in their lives, why, why not eliminate that um, that image from the racetracks? They have a right to do it. I know there's a lot of people screaming free speech and so on and so forth. And in one way, they're they're right. 
But NASCAR is a private company. They have the ability to say what and what not you can do on their property as long as it doesn't violate the law. And they've taken a stand. And I honestly think that many of the people who are saying that, well, I'll never go to a NASCAR event again or I'll never watch a NASCAR event again are full of crap. I think the percentage of people that will not participate in the sport anymore. You had one guy, one driver say he's quitting NASCAR. What was he, like a 99th ranked uh, truck, you know, truck series driver. And he decided to quit over it. Well, you know what? If the Confederate flag is that important to you, if a symbol of a dastardly time in this country, if a symbol of oppression is that near and dear to you, then see you, goodbye, take care, have fun, go drive a tow truck instead of driving a NASCAR truck. Go drive a, a pickup truck, drop a manure off at farms. So uh, I think, you know, and again, I think there's initial backlash about this. But I think the reality is they're not going to be hurt by it. Uh, that um, some people will break away, but NASCAR did the right thing. It was about time. Listen, if you want to display the rebel flag in, on your property, in your house, there's nothing people can do. I think it's offensive to a large number of people. And what it has come, you know, again, it's a symbol that's been co-opted by a group to spread fear and um, a sense of supremacy over another group. Why? Why would you? Unless you remember that group, unless you thought that, that you thought along those lines, why would you? Um, why would you fly that flag? Why would you fly the flag of a of a entity that killed? American soldiers. I don't. Um, I don't really want to, you know, get into politics in this show, but it does uh, directly, uh, you know, uh, concern automotive life and cars and so on and so forth. So I hope that by doing that, that more people of color will feel welcome in NASCAR, that we'll see more guys like Willie T. Ribs, that we'll see more people that feel that the sport is open to them. I mean, it's a great sport. It's, you know, you don't see too many African-American faces, faces of color in the crowds. Maybe this will make them feel like they belong. At a time when NASCAR could use all the people it can get because the numbers have been stink, uh, sinking. So, again, you may like the move, you may not like the move. But I think the vast majority of people who say that they don't like the move will be plopped in front of their television sets watching NASCAR go into the tracks when they open up again. And cheering on uh, their favorite drivers, their favorite makes, their favorite brands. I think it's um, 
you know, it's it's something that, you know, auto racing is something. You know, it, it was always funny to me. In street racing when I was a kid, um, you know, it was a predominantly white guy sport. But there was some Spanish guys, some African-American guys that built some pretty badass cars and used to clean up at the connected highway. And they'd show up with uh, some pretty intense machines. Uh, I remember one guy, a friend of mine, that uh, for years uh, ran a, a Z28 Camaro down at the connected highway, this guy, Alipio, a Colombian guy. And his his Camaro, for years, was the fastest thing on the connected highway. Uh, there was another group out of uh, uh, out of Corona, which was at that time a predominantly African American neighborhood, and a couple of groups actually out of there would come down to the connecting, uh, park in the parking lot, uh, you know, do race. And had a pretty uh, decent couple of cars. They were Ford guys, so that's why maybe some people didn't like them. They they ran. Well, one guy ran a Comet. I think it was. I think he stuffed a 429 Cobra Jet engine in that Comet, and that thing would fly, man. I mean, I, I mean, it was kind of. It would it would buck coming off the line. I remember that. It was like a blue, dark blue Comet. But. Again, you know, when, when you're racing, there's no such thing as color, except the color of your car. And that's the way it should be in NASCAR. The only color that people look at is the color of your car. And if we can get there, if NASCAR can help out in getting there, then I think you have, you know, you have the beginnings of some understanding. Hopefully, the beginnings of some understanding um between people that um that may not feel that same way and people that have felt that it, it there's a, a reason that they haven't gone to the racetrack a reason that they haven't uh, participated in NASCAR or done it on the QT because they didn't feel welcome well hopefully Hopefully, they'll feel welcome now. And we'll, we'll at least one little section of our society will, uh, you know, instead of looking at it as something being taken away, um, maybe you could try to look at it as something being added to the sport. A whole group of people who have felt that the sport didn't want them. And now, maybe they feel by this happening that the sport does want them. If you flew a Confederate flag before, try an American flag. Put that up there. Because we all need to, um, you know, need to find some common ground here. And maybe under the flag, you know, that, that one nation indivisible with liberty and justice for all line that many of us seem to have forgotten. 
I don't know how you could. We had to say it every morning in school. Maybe that's what they, you know, instead of worrying about prayer in school, maybe that's what we ought to be required to do every morning when you get up, is recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't know if it would work or not, but it would certainly, uh, you know, certainly, um, I don't know, make make people feel like, uh, or, or remind people of those words, liberty and justice for all. And when you say all, uh, everybody, including NASCAR fans and people. All right, I'm going to get off the soapbox. Now, when we come back, we will have, uh, we will get you uh, some ideas for Father's Day. Uh, As I said, we're a week out from Father's Day, and I thought it would be interesting to give you some um, gifts if you're thinking about getting Dad something for Father's Day. Well, that person in your life who was your father figure, well, uh, and, and they're a car nut, a car freak, will give you uh, a couple of interesting, um, you know, interesting gifts that are available, unique and fun, and that are available, uh, I, I guess, from Amazon or different places uh, that you can go ahead and get, Dad, a little something that shows you appreciate him and his car. That when we come back on Drive Time Radio here on Alternative Talk 1150, KKNW. The newest new cars in 20 years from Chrysler Corporation. The way people have reacted to that new style. More than a new silhouette, it's... The new shape of motion. New shape of motion in all five cars of the forward look. Completely new. The 1957 Plymouth. Compare the fins. Those fins. They're the keynote of our styling leadership. Styling that others are trying to follow. Compare the new Lotus. Remember, the entire body is new. As much as five inches lower. Twin light styling. Really new front grille. The 1957 Dodge. The new Dodge. That's right. Everybody does a double take when they see this new shape of motion. Completely new styling. 93 models, 417 color combinations to choose from. Again, styling leadership, plus completely new performance. New torsion air ride is a completely new idea in suspension systems. 1957 Chrysler. With a completely new transmission, the new push-button torque flight transmission. Smoother, swifter acceleration for greater control in every driving range. New power, too. New V8s with greater all-around performance. And here's the proudest expression of the forward look. The 1957 Imperial. And this year, introducing an Imperial Converter. 
Imperial is the finest automobile. No matter what price range or model you're interested in, find the styling leader, the best value, among the 93 models of the Forward Look, the newest new cars in 20 years, the 1957 Plymouth. Dodge, DeSoto, Chrysler, and the exclusive Imperial. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150KKNW. We're working our way through a Saturday morning here on Drive Time Radio. New York Vinny with you. We will have uh, our cartoon of the week coming up in just a few minutes, as well as our radio road test. Uh, the radio road test is going to be very unusual this morning. I was so moved by the call that I uh, by the call that I used for the road test that I did something that I have never done before uh, to a car. I've done it. When it comes to women in my life, I've come up when it comes to music in my life, but I did something to the Hyundai Sonata that I have never done with a car before. So you're going to want to stay tuned and uh, listen to that. Before we get to that and the contest and the music, I did want to spend a couple of minutes um, jumping into some of the great um, items that are out there. For dad, because uh, if you want to get dad's, if your dad's a car nut, like I am, uh, you know, you always appreciate getting dad something that will, you know, give them them pleasure, give them an ability to keep their car clean, something that uh, maybe they can put on their desk. You know, there's all different. Uh, kinds of of really uh, cool things that you can get for dad. Many of them have to do with uh, keeping your car clean. One of the great places that I like to go to keep up on uh, these kinds of things, you can find out uh, uh, not only information, but also different um, products that are out there. They're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on YouTube. And there's a, uh, they're local, so the stuff that you order from them uh, should get here pretty quickly. That's Griot's Garage. Uh, They've been around for a long time. They're down near Tacoma. And they have a complete line of car care products from washing and detail, polish and wax, buffers and pads, stuff for your garage, uh, high-end good stuff that keeps uh, keeps your car looking good. You can never go wrong. Somebody uh, many years ago, I think I actually got this at Rick Riz's uh, you know, Mariner announcer Rick Riz has this uh, affair every year uh, that uh, they raise money for toys for kids. And Rick has been doing this for years and years and years. And I've emceed the uh, the affair for a couple of years back in uh, in the 2000s before I went to Pittsburgh. And 
I um, and I bid on and won this uh, bucket, this car wash bucket full of stuff from uh, uh, Grios, and used it on my Corvette, and it was far superior to anything else that I use. So now that's what I use when I uh, polish cars, when I when I detail a car, when I clean an interior of a car. I use the Griot stuff because it really is uh, far superior, I think, to anything else that's out there, and they're local. So they have different um, kits and uh, so on and so forth that you can purchase by going to uh, to Griot's garage. That's G-R-I-O-T-S, garage.com. And... Uh, you're able to, um, you know, go on there and find wash and detail kits, uh, detail polishes, wheel polish, all sorts of things. And you jump into their catalog and they will send it to you. And free shipping on orders over 59 bucks. They have a great place down there, uh, you know, just uh, north of Tacoma uh, that you can go and visit. But I believe that they're not open right now. So uh, go on their website, take a look. There's uh, orbital polishers. There's just everything that you need to keep your car in great shape. And all stuff that's reasonably priced. Uh, One of the things I like (laughs) that they have is uh, they have a handheld auto vacuum. That is um, is a spectacular little vacuum. A friend of mine has one. I've used it. 184 bucks, 185 bucks, but uh, free shipping and uh, again, it's stuff. But they have you know little car wash kits where if you're you know you're looking to spend 25, 30 bucks uh, for a, a little detailing kit, you can. I'm just looking here on the website. You can find yourself uh, a starter car care kit for seventy bucks. Uh, the bucket I was telling you about—a starter car wash kit. You get the bucket, the car wash, uh, some really nice um, sponges, and microfiber rags, sixty-two, sixty-three dollars. Leather care kit, spray-on car wash, uh, window kit. Uh, ultimate wash kit. So there's there's a bunch of great uh, presents on here from Griots that you can get. I, I suggest you go to their website and take a look at what they have. Also, if you don't want to do that, there's some great gear for Dad. Uh, I was looking at the Auto Week site. If you want to go there and see the um, see some of the stuff that they have on their site at autoweek.com, and you go down to the gift guide, uh, they really have a number of great presents that um, that you're able to, um, to buy. One of the things I like, and you get it at Amazon if that's the way you want to go, um, the keys that are supposed to stay in the bowl at the door, and we all know that one. Uh, they have these uh, TileMate four-pack for um, fifty-four ninety-nine. You put this little tile on your key, 
You can connect it to your phone, and you'll never lose your keys again. You hit a button on your phone, the app, and boom, it tells you where your keys are. Consequently, if you hit the button on on your keys, if you lose your phone, it'll make your phone ring. So that alone, to me, is worth uh, the price of admission. Uh, the Another great book that's available on Amazon.com is uh, the collector's edition of The Art of the Muscle Car. It's a little expensive, but if uh, Dad ever owned a muscle car, it's a great coffee table book about the artistry of the... Um, of the muscle car and a time that's gone by. One thing that I like uh, that's an excellent present, and not a lot of people have them, is the car dash cam. Uh, one, um, one of these dash cams, I keep one in my car, uh, the Q800 dash cam. has a wide-angle lens, night vision and Wi-Fi. It's 200 bucks at Amazon. Uh, you can find them cheaper. As a matter of fact, I bought one at Walmart for 35 bucks on sale and slapped it up on my, uh, on my windshield, and now I record everything. Uh, this one, I think, the Thinkware one that Amazon is selling has a, a bigger capacity than the one that I have, but nonetheless, it's a great present. If you're looking for books, uh, there's a great book about... Uh, I don't know if, if uh, about um, about car makers. It's been around for a while. The arsenal of democracy. Uh, the story of Detroit and the Ford Motor Company and the effort to turn auto plants into World War II munitions factories. Uh, we've just lived through something like that in our own lives. We're turning auto plants into a different. Um, you know, ventilator and medical supply factories. But that's a, a great book if Dad is a reader. Uh, Faster is a great book about something that not, you know, we all know about um, Jesse Owens and the 1936 Olympics and how Jesse Owens uh, beat the best runners that uh, Hitler could put out there. But there was also uh, in the mid-30s in Grand Prix driving, a driver who took on the Grand Prix was not allowed to race in a lot of the Grand Prix because he was, uh, races because he was Jewish. Uh, um, Rene Dreyfus banned from some of the better teams in the 30s because of his Jewish heritage. But he teamed up with uh, an automaker and did some pretty interesting stuff. He beat Hitler's best, just as Jesse Owens did back in 36. So did Rene Dreyfus back in uh, the mid-30s as well. Also, some other great books uh, that you could get, Dad. Why We Drive Toward a Philosophy of the Open Road. And... There was one other here that, uh, oh, yeah, Junkyard. There's a, uh, a, a huge um, 
European junkyard, salvage yard in California. This book takes you behind the gates of that uh, of that collection uh, that um, is one of the biggest junkyard collections. There's some rare vehicles in there. Uh, they've done a book about it. It's a $27 book, and it has some fascinating photos of old Porsches uh, and different uh, Benzes, Ferraris, Maseratis, uh, in this junkyard that nobody really knows where it is, but kind of a lot of people know where it is. Uh, that's um, a fascinating look behind the fences, behind the gates of that particular um, junkyard. And believe you me, there's a lot of uh, cool cars in it. And then, of course, if all else fails, uh, there is the cell phone holder, which, hint, hint, I need, and um, <laughs> and the coffee cup, the uh, the old coffee cup that will get you, uh, you know, that, that that dad always needs to slip, you know, the, the one that keeps the coffee warm for uh, hours on end as dad drives around, especially if dad has a job where he drives around all day or a salesman or an insurance adjuster or something where he spends a ton of time in the car. The one other thing that I would suggest is uh, – one of those lumbar supports, I've seen them in several places, especially on Amazon, where it, uh, you know, especially if you drive an old car that doesn't have those uh, multi-adjustable seats, you put that in your back and it saves dad a lot of, uh, a lot of back pain. And I think that, uh, that it would make it great. So that's a, a few things that are out there uh, as, we, um, as we work our way uh, toward Father's Day. You have a week, so you have time to get to... Cruise and again go to autoweek.com. You'll see the complete gift guide there, and you'll be able to uh, to pick something out for Dad, I am sure. All right, time now for our cartoon of the week. If you go to our Facebook page at Facebook uh, slash Drive Time Radio and TV.com and you like our page, we pick one of the people out that like our page each week and give them a JBL clip speaker. So if you go to that page and you like the page and you peruse the page, you are eligible to win that speaker. No purchase necessary. We'll pick somebody out uh, this afternoon so you have time to go there. We take this week's cartoon from a band called Geggy Ta. They were on um, David Burns' Luwaka Bop label back in the 90s and uh, a great little song called Driving in My Car. Whoever you are, jump in my car, and we'll go for a ride. Geggy Ties, I said they were on uh, the Luwaka Bop label, which was David Burns' uh, label. And he actually brought um, a lot of uh, bands from Cuba and internationally uh, into the United States, did a tour with them. And if uh, David Byrne does it generally, uh, I like it a lot, uh, the former head of the Talking Head. Would that be right, the head of the Talking Heads? I guess we could go with that, Nathan, right? The head of the talking heads. Uh, anyway, Gegita on our uh, cartoon of the week. Something a little different for you, but we're doing things a little different this morning. It's a different kind of morning here on Drive Time Radio. All right, we um, 
Uh, can we take a break here, Nathan, or should we just go right into it? I think we should just go with the road test. we got about six minutes left. Okay, we got about six minutes left, so we're going to go uh, right into the road test. We're going to do the drive time radio road test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And this week, we get a chance to tell you about the Hyundai Sonata Hybrid, which uh, I've spoken about. If you go to a drive time uh, radio. Uh, on the Facebook or on Instagram, I put up a little video, a goodbye video about this car. This was certainly one of the uh, the better cars I've driven this year. It was um, such a such an incredible car uh, that instead of just writing a, a, a review, about this car, this 2020 Hyundai Sonata Hybrid, I thought I would not only uh, not only review it, but I would also wax poetic about it. I would give you a little bit of a a different review this morning. So it um, a, an attractive, comfortable. Packed with features car uh, that some people love it, some people don't. I thought it was one of the best cars I had driven in the class. As a matter of fact, I liked it so much that I wrote a poem about it. So for the first time, a poetic review of the Hyundai Sonata. You ready for this? All right. <clears throat> Probably should have some classical music behind us for this, but I didn't think of that, so we'll just uh, go with um, we'll go with what we got here. All right. When we were young, we thought cars were more fun, adorned with chrome and fins, and sound coming out of one speaker. But as gas prices went soaring, seems the cars got more boring, more like an appliance or a fridge or a toaster. But now with high-tech that can keep you out of a wreck and two motors making up a hybrid, a Sonata comes along. No, no, not a song. A family car that puts fun under its solar-powered lid. Slipping behind the wheel, a wonderland is revealed of stuff that makes the car fun. Room to stretch out. A crackling fire, no doubt. And 45 MPG anywhere you go under the sun. A big trunk for your luggage. A coffee cup that lights up when you're tired and weary. And power to spare. 192 horses are there. Delivered with petrol or electricity. So if you're a family guy who still has an eye for a sedan... Already in Svelte, the Sonata is a cantata of joy that will make you dance at 36430 sticker price. A design that's so nice. Hyundai Sonata hybrid car. So advanced. It isn't often. As a matter of fact, I've never written a poem to a car before. 
But I thought that the Hyundai Sonata hybrid was such an important car, such an incredible car, um, such a value at what it represented that I fell in love with it. When I fall in love, I write poetry. So if you're in the market for that kind of car, if you're looking for a hybrid sedan, and Lord knows sedans are becoming rarer and rarer, um, it might be to your advantage to go take a look at the Hyundai Sonata. All new for 2020, uh, a perfect um, mix of design, uh, technology, and driving ability. I thought that, uh, and, and by the way, can I just mention, without a doubt, the quickest car I've ever driven in reverse. I mean, the reverse gear is head-snapping in this car. I mean, you hit the gas in reverse, and you got to really watch it. But when it comes to safety equipment and everything, it has that uh, blind spot monitor that I've been telling you about that you look at the dashboard and you see the actual uh, video, the, the, the camera of the right blind spot and the left blind spot, a very well-constructed, very action-packed value for, as I said, 36430 uh for the Sonata that I drove and... It um, hits for a for a regular sedan for a, a family sedan. It makes you feel like you're getting a lot of luxury uh, for the money. So uh, take a ride, and if you're out looking for a sedan, certainly a car that you should look at. Some quick news from Toyota. Got a chance this week to uh, spend some time with the folks at Toyota, and I can tell you that the 2021. Toyota Supra, remember we reviewed that just, uh, I think, what, two weeks ago? The Toyota Supra for 2021 will be available in a four-cylinder model as well. I don't know what the price is yet. Uh, we should have that by next week. But if you're a Toyota fan and uh, you are looking to get into a, a Supra for a little less money, I think that the um, that uh, the four cylinder might uh, might fit your uh, you know listen sometimes in these cars if you're not going to the track four cylinders is as good as six right who knows nobody does anybody look under the hood and go oh my gosh you got a four cylinder all right folks remember tomorrow's flag day fly the flag proudly we are Americans we are all. One, I thank you so much for listening to this edition of Drive Time. Uh, sorry about the poetry, but uh, hey, every once in a while, I got to indulge myself. Thanks to Nathan for making it all work, and we will catch up with you next Saturday morning if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise right here on Drive Time Radio.